When you sell your home, do you want to make mistakes? Of course you don't. You want, you want to avoid mistakes at all costs. In this podcast episode, number 27, I'm going to talk to you about the five mistakes some of you are definitely going to make, and I'm going to give you some bonus content as well. So let's dive into this episode, number 27 of the Long Island Housing Podcast. Let's do it. Is it a good time to buy a home? Is it a good time to sell a home? These are two questions we are not going to answer on this podcast. What we are going to do is talk about the current housing market and the how-tos, how to buy a home, how to sell a home, how to invest wisely in real estate on Long Island. My name is Tom McGivern, licensed real estate broker associate, and welcome to the Long Island Housing Podcast. Welcome. It's Tom McGivern, the home sales expert. I'm experienced, confident, super energized. Today, we're going to be talking about the mistakes that you are definitely going to make when you go to sell your home. And you, it's just like, hey, which one of these mistakes are you going to make? Okay. And if you listen to the whole thing, maybe you'll make none of them. And that would be fantastic. Uh, this is for anybody who's uh, planning on selling a home. And I look forward to any reactions or if you have any questions about it please feel free to uh, comment on our social media. Follow me. You can follow me at the Long, Isle, the Long Island Tom on Instagram. Would love to uh, have you follow. And uh, yeah, I do some reels on there. And then, of course, at McGivern Team. Any, any po- uh, links I mentioned and uh, profiles of social media, they're all going to be uh, in the description. The links will be in the description of the, this podcast here. Uh, my link tree, I always talk about it. Would love to uh, for you to go there. Linktr.ee slash McGivern team or Tom McGivern. So I'm a licensed real estate broker associate. I've been licensed since 2007 and I host this podcast. Part of this podcast is for you know buyers and sellers, how to's, how to, how to do, you know, how to you know get qualified, how to qualify for the best rate, how to search for homes effectively, how to prepare for selling, uh, things like that. Uh, for all for home, you know, home buyers, home sellers. And I talk about the Long Island housing market, of course, at least once a month. I break down all the numbers. The last podcast or the one before that, number 24, I, I was uh, I gave the latest breakdown for the June numbers and July numbers. So check that out. Okay, so I'm gonna lay out the five things. Okay, these are the five mistakes. Then I'm gonna talk to you more about them in detail. Um, The first one, first mistake is you got no plan. Right, you got no no plan, you gotta have a plan. And I'll talk to you more about that plan as we go through this uh, podcast. The second mistake is you have no clue, right? Uh, what do I mean by that? You don't really know how to prepare your house and what needs to get done in order for you to put it on the market. So I'm going to talk about that. That's a huge one because people think can think certain things. Oh, I have to do this. or I have to do that. And it's not the case. So no plan, no clue of where to start, how to begin, what to do. Third is going to be you go online and you look for your home value estimate online. Big, big mistake. That's number three. Number four. You're going to overlook while you're listed or just as you're getting into the listing you or your agent or you, you're going to overlook your local or broader competition. 
that's key. A lot of people overlook these things. I'm going to talk about it and how you can uh, get ahead of that curve there. Local and broader competition. Uh, it's not about the neighbor across the street. It's several different factors, several different layers and data points that I consider, at least when I sit down with a homeowner, I'm going to go over those. And the fifth one is you're going to hire an inexperienced real estate agent. Never a good thing. And I'll get, I'll talk to you more about that. That's a, like an obvious one, but I want to really talk about it because, hey, you know, who doesn't know somebody, a friend or a friend's, you know, daughter or son or somebody, they, they just got their real estate license. You know, you see them on Facebook or you know, your social media and you're like, oh, you know, let, let me call them. Let me, let me give them a shot, you know? Yeah. So we want to avoid that. That's the fifth um, biggest mistake people are going to, uh, going to make. So I've got a great gift for you though, before we get dive into the details for any home, uh, homeowner who wants to save themselves from overspending money and uh, wasting time on certain things that don't need to get done uh, for, to get their you know, your home ready to sell. Obviously, you're on this podcast. Maybe you're thinking about selling. So listen up as I go through. I'm going to give you uh, some resources. I'm going to talk to you about this one thing that I offer and then something that uh, I offer online that you can uh, download. It's really awesome. So with that, let's talk about the first mistake. All right. First mistake is having no plan. You have to have a plan in place that you're going to refer to when you start the process. The plan, it should be like clear, simple to follow. Like where are you moving? Okay, you're gonna have that, what's, what's the destination? When do I wanna make the move? How much do I need from the proceeds of the sale to, you know, to do X, Y, and Z? If you're uh, later in years, maybe you own it, you already own your second home. Well, what's the nest egg? What, how much money am I going to net? Know the, know these things. Have a plan in place. And if you have a plan in place, what can you do when you have a plan? All you have to do is refer to the plan. It's the same as, uh, you know, an architect, right? Or a builder. If they're building out their project, right? Need I say more? They just... Oh, where's that beam go? Oh, let's look in the plan. Oh, there's where it goes. Okay, boom. Let's slap that puppy in there, right? It's the same exact thing. A plan lets you know where you're at and where you're going. And I put that that one as number one because I feel like home buyers and home sellers, you as individuals, whether it's families, partners, right? You've got or just yourself. You have to have a plan, a vision. It's simple, concise. It sounds like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of need that, whatever. No, you do. You really do. And it will help you. If you're buying a house and you know exactly what you want and you, and you keep you know, envisioning where you want to live, what you want to have in your house, all these things. I, I talked to buyers about this in my Ninja program that I uh, developed. It's, you can go to longislandtom.com and, uh, and sign up for it or thehomesalesexpert.com slash ninjas. But a big part of that plan is I have these sheets that you can fill out, but they're not like the normal thing you'd see online. Very cool stuff. I talk about the three circles. That helps you develop your plan. As a seller, it's obviously a little bit of a different plan, but you can, if you're buying a house, that could become part of your plan. You know, where, what's my price point? What's the style and condition I'm looking for? And where's the locations that I, that I, I want to buy in? Okay. And researching that and getting to know it better so that now I can refer back to that plan. All right. See, it sounds like, you know, 
redundant or it would sound like uh, obvious, but you'd be surprised a lot of people don't have that. Uh, so have a plan. The second biggest mistake, this mistake that most home sellers are going to make is they start the process by guessing what they should be doing to their house, right? At the end of the day, they really, you know, you have no idea what you need to do in order to prepare, prepare to sell your home. So you just start saying, oh, well, you know, I have a shed. Um, I need to get a CO for that because I don't want to deal with that. Um, I have an above ground pool, so I should get a, a CO for that. Uh, I put electric in the, you know, in the backyard, in the shed or whatever. I got to get, you know, an electrician to come in and get an electrical whatever and this and that. Listen, do what makes you feel comfortable. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily need to do in order to sell your house. You could sell your house as is, as is. Period. You don't need to do any of that stuff. Okay, you don't have to spend the money. You don't have to put it off. You don't have to, you know, wait six months to get a, a, the town to come in and look at your house. And by the way, when the, you know, if you do that for the shed, guess what? They walk on the property, then they start looking at other things, and then before you know it, you need a CO for, you know, the central air conditioning. You need a CO for a deck that you built. And you're like, whoa, what happened here? I, I was only talking about the shed. You know, that's that's kind of what happens. So you can sell it as is, and the buyer can say, and you let the buyers determine whether or not they want to buy your house the way it is. All right. That's just an option. Also, you'll start guessing, like, oh, uh, in, in terms of how to uh, prepare your house or, um, you know, move furniture around or not move furniture around. You don't even know that you should, might want to, you know, the, get the little feng shui or feng shui, whatever you call it. Feng Shui, I think it's called, you know, you know, design the bedroom, design uh, the certain rooms to make them more inviting and comfortable. What paint to put on the walls? Oh, wow. I should put paint on the walls. Yes, you should put paint on the walls. Even if you don't think it needs it, you know, you got that green, uh, lime green wall in the, uh, you know, in the, in the living room, the lime green whole living room. Yeah. Move the couches away from the wall to move stuff away and paint that white or paint it light gray or, uh, uh, a blue, you know, because it, uh, blue is a, a top selling uh, uh, paint color. If everyone thinks they should paint everything white, it's not necessarily true. So what can you do? I offer my home seller improvement and preparation diagnostic. I Every time I go to somebody's house, this is what I talk about. I talk about, hey, how do we make some minor improvements and prepare for your house? It's the improvement and preparation diagnostic. It's a plan specifically tailored to uh, uh, people's homes, your individual home, not any home. I don't write general blogs or general information so that people can go on like most websites and start doing things to their home that doesn't necessarily make sense, right? It's got to be for your house specifically. No, it details low-cost projects so you don't waste time on guessing. If you want that, you can always call me 631-831-9048 to schedule an appointment. You can also visit thehomesalesexpert.com, click on one of my podcasts or my articles, and you can always uh, find the online home, uh, excuse me, the online appointment scheduler. Love to come to your house and check it, uh, check things out. Third, you'll go online for a home value estimate. This is the third biggest mistake that home sellers are going to make. Even if you're like, hey, let me just go online and check this out, see, you know, get an idea what my home's worth. Never do this. Don't ever look online for what is, uh, you know, what your home is worth. A licensed real estate agent that shows you the correct data 
for sales in your area, that's where you want to get your information from. Okay. You know, while you're taking into account, you know, they should take into account what makes your home unique. Okay. Things like that. It's really the only way to know what your home is quote unquote worth or what I like to call it gives me a marketing price or a pricing strategy. Okay. I never really refer to it as your sale price. I always talk to talk about the marketing price because it gives me something to market. Obviously fourth biggest mistake that most home sellers or a lot of people are going to make is, and this one's huge. you overlook your local and broader competition. This is a huge mistake. Most like home sellers and dare I say, real estate agents, they make a huge mistake by overlooking competing listings. They look at sales. They do look at, you know, a couple of uh, homes that are on the market, but uh, they focus on home sales and then pending contracts. And they're very important. It's all very important. Gives you that appraisal value uh, of the property, but very important to look at the price points. Okay. The style condition and the locations, both local and broad. So if I'm looking at a broad base, I might zoom out on the map system that I use, obviously through our MLS, I know how to use um, our system a lot. I don't want to say what better, but differently. And I break down a lot of information. And one of those, uh, one of those bits of information is how this broader market can have a huge impact on the ability for us to procure a buyer, right? You got to take into consideration that, um, buyers look in different areas. They look in different school districts. They look in price points They're looking at style and condition. Some towns, you know, some villages, you get that small town feel. People really, oh man, I want to buy there. But they might look there. They might look somewhere else. So you need to look in those other areas. Okay, it's not just about the street, you know, the houses on the street or the next block. Um, you know, so give you, you know, an example. Let's say, you, you know, your price is $549. Okay, that's where you're going to be. Your buyer may be looking in a range of $440 to $599. There's a price point. Now, let's say they're just looking in your in your your zip code, okay, your school district, for whatever reason, that's a pretty broad price point. They might be looking at the house that's 449 or 475 that needs $100,000 work. That's part of your competition. And vice versa, they might be looking at something that's a little bit higher end. So if you've got the four bedroom, two and a half bath colonial that has like a dated kitchen and, you know, uh, maybe some rugs, and then there's a house that's 5599 and that's got a brand new kitchen and four bedrooms, two and a half baths, same design house. You're, you're going to see that more buyers are going to go to that other house. That said, and here's, this is a key, this is a key thing to remember. You know, it's like, why does, why do, you know, why does McDonald's always buy a place across the street from Burger King? Okay. Uh, why do uh, businesses flock, restaurants flock to the same areas, right? It's because, uh, uh, demand creates more demand for other uh, listings. So that 559, if it is priced aggressively, you being priced right underneath that can help you too. So this is a strategy that most people don't understand. But if you're in sales as long as I have, and you sold as many homes as I, as I have, uh, you know, remembering that your buyer is looking in different, you know, they're looking at different styles of homes in different school districts. So you need to know the broader area as well, that next town over, or two towns over, or the whole South Shore, in our case, on Long Island, right? North Shore, middle of the island, whatever. So you need some experience there to figure that out. Which brings me to the number five biggest mistake 
we're going to wrap this up. And most homeowners that, you know, are you going to be the one that's going to make it? Of course you're not because you're listening to the podcast is they hire an inexperienced agent. So now when you do this, you open yourself up right to a number of problems and I don't even need to really get into them, but you may get like to a closing table, but if you're selling you're like your greatest asset, right? Your house, your condo, whatever it is, it's your greatest financial asset. Do you, you know, most likely, do you want to put it in the hands of someone who doesn't know what they're doing? You know, even worse, you may hire the, you know, like, like the inexperienced agent because they're charging the lowest commission. But if you're looking for the lowest commission, now, now you're hiring an agent who can't even negotiate for their own money. So how will they negotiate for your money? If they're already at the common denominator, oh, I'll do it for less. I'll do it for less. I'll do it for less. Guess what? When that offer comes in, they'll push you to what? Go for less, right? It's like a rock rolling down the hill. It's just going straight down. They're going to bring you down with them. So I always, I always task uh, people to say, hey, look at all the variables. Look at the experience of the agent. It's food, really, really powerful stuff to think about because if someone can't negotiate their own fee, how are they going to negotiate for you? And there's, and the, the market right now is riddled with a lot of real estate agents. I, I, I you know, like I'm one on LongIslandTom.com. I do talk about this this topic of commission, um, and you know, one of the things I do say is, you know, you don't have to spend six or seven percent on on uh, on a real estate agent, especially in the market that was. The market now is shifting, right? But when we were selling houses, at you know, in six or seven, ten, fourteen days, we're still doing a lot of work. Real estate agents, I'm never going to say real estate agents don't work really hard. I know that the real estate agents that I know and the best of the best, we work very hard. We're very professional and we handle things with you know, just a sense of uh, professionalism and hard work. So we're worth every penny. That said, uh, you can't. there are ways to, to, to save on the commission as well, but never go for the lowest common denominator and never hire someone who's inexperienced has never sold a home. Don't even, don't even bother. Let them practice on someone else. Sorry, new real estate agents, but that's just the way it is. So I want to just say that if you head over to longislandtom.com, you can download the free five ways to save time and money. When you sell, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about selling, go there, download this. It's awesome. It's a PDF. It's simple to follow and will help you get prepared to sell. So recap the five things. Number one, have a plan. Number two, have a clue, meaning know exactly what to do in your house and how to prepare to get it sold, you know, to get it on the market. Three, get the pricing from the correct data from a licensed real estate agent. Four, don't overlook your local and broad competition. Really look at those houses that are on the market right now and be sure to make sure you're up to date on the listing statuses. Your real estate agent should be on right on top of those things to know, hey, is it sold? Is it in contract? Is it going to contract? Is there a deal on it? To find your buyers. And fifth, hire experience. Okay, I'm, I am experienced, I'm confident, and super energized, right? You guessed it. I had to think about that for a sec because I was thinking about the, you know, what I am <laughs> experienced, confident, super energized, but that experience is twofold too. It's not just being a real estate agent. It's being genuine, authentic person. And I always treat people the way I want to be uh, treated. So uh, I, you know, use my ears, not on the podcast, but I use my ears 
more than my mouth. When I speak with people, I really listen and figure out, hey, how do we help this person develop a plan that's going to work for them? I'd love to work with you. Give me a call, 631-831-9048. Follow us on uh, Instagram, at McGivern Team. All the links mentioned here will be in the description of this podcast. I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Until then, take care. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast episode. As a way to thank you, I'd like to offer you the five ways to save time and money when you sell. Now, these are five proven simple ways to save time and money when you go to sell. Don't try and figure it out on your own. Don't try and figure out whether you should get a certificate of occupancy. Don't try and figure out what to paint, what not to paint, what to fix. Download this free at longislandtom.com. All right. And also you can learn how to save on the commission when you sell. Now, if you're buying, you can download the 14 day course that I created. It's called my ninja course of buying. And you can get that at longislandtom.com. It's 14 days, one email a day with tips and guides and checklists for you to check out when you go to buy a house. It is awesome. And I want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Go to longislandtom.com for your free gifts now. Thanks.